0: You gotta know your audience, right? This guy loved RuneScape and we played together sometimes. And so I went on RuneScape, I screenshotted his character, printed that out, cut that out, and then turned that into a paper because I knew my fucking audience and I knew which one and he gave me the $50,
1: dude. When you have your elevator pitch, it's like, okay, you're telling someone in one sentence what it is you do, but what is it that you do that's different from other people that separates yourself?
2: Your heart's gonna be racing, your palms might be sweating. I vividly remember the first ever cold call that I. did and it lasted like 17 seconds he said no and I was like um uh, and he's like, thank you. Hung up. I'm like, Okay. And my boy goes, you're one down. Let's keep yeah, it on. Yeah.
0: Sometimes you have to look at yourself. You can ask yourself, okay, are they not valuing me because I'm not as good as I should be? Or do they not value what I do and they suck maybe? And it's the same with fucking people. People like not to take a meta, but like find people that value what you bring to the table. To bring it back to the example, hot girl might just like funny guys.
1: You don't have to be super ripped because she just loves a guy that's funny. You can just wheeze it right in there with your jokes. You brought up a good point though. Not about pitching, but the fact that our sponsors is in air one as if we would have a drink sponsor <laughs> that wasn't in Air. One. i
0: don't want a ralph's drink dude <laughs> yeah. Cosus
1: is the best at like reading out loud i'm so bad at no it. i'm it, not no, y- i've attached a capabilities deck where you can see more of our work and how we can no sorry i've attached you jinxed me He <laughs> are doing so good yeah, dude he's, he's crushing, it. crushing it 10
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 91 of the 505 podcast. Chase has just jumped the gun. Dude, I was so thirsty and these are so freaking good. Yeah, it happens. This is the one-handed crack presented by Leisure Hydration. Let me start you guys off, okay? Right there. Oh my oh, God. Oh wow, dude, that, that was insane. That was insane. Not even a dent on the thing. I think thing. that was the best nine. leisure that, crack you've yeah, seen. I think so too. That's an 8-9. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, I missed it on the... Oh, oh and dented the absolute shit out of it. Yeah. Mm, kind oh of a double God. take. Ready, ready? Hold on yep <laughs> nice
1: that was actually really satisfying 4-2 yeah.
0: dude I wish I could pop it. I just we we're sitting here talking and I just couldn't resist especially the lemonade flavor is so bomb it
2: looked good also you get a you get a little discount down in the uh, down in the description you, you get our code I really
0: recommend it I mean these things are phenomenal I'm, I'm actually <laughs> buying them for my house right now I'm not even kidding. I fucking love the leisure,
2: dude. So here's the deal, okay? I'm giving you the the foolproof. Like we're giving you a college degree here in the next hour and a half, right? Wait, we don't.
0: We don't have time for BS. Yeah, on this we, we one. got
2: we got eleven pages of notes, dude. Right. We've grinded on this for you guys, and also also remember a minute ago where we talked. Mm-hmm. We talked about mm-hmm. something we wanted to give the people that mm-hmm. was really gonna help people. Did You guys finally finish it? Yeah, it Christ. was. Got, it's about a year later. Yep. We got the pricing guide. Hold on, hold on. it wasn't on us, dude. <laughs> well, well, we we didn't give the editor the best start with the thing <laughs> yeah. so the person who was creating uh the, the guidebook i the, like the she was designing it yes yeah. yeah yeah we didn't give her a great start but she's finally finished shout out Chloe for helping us with this pricing guide but we have the pricing guide linked down below it's gonna be the first link that you see this is basically a fast track guide to doing all of this stuff for you with whatever niche you're going to go into, whether you're in weddings, whether you're in sports, whether you want to work for brands, whether you want to work for car companies, concerts, you know, concerts, concerts, gives you the entire guide to how we do this. And we also walk you through. Crosses and I sit here, we walk you through the whole guide. So you have like another podcast to kind of listen to with it. And I think it'll be really helpful for you guys. It's fucking so, genius. I'm guys. hyped for I'm hyped for the people that get it. In their if hands. you're
1: a little confused as to how much you should be charging for certain work, certain niches. This is the pricing guide for you. Yeah, it's yeah.
2: It, it's awesome. But we got to get into this because we're also going to give you just a shit ton of value today. So please, boys and girls, let's just let's get into this, dude. So I wanna, I wanna preface this with you might not be great at pitching right now, but the more that you practice it, the more you get behind the phone or you get behind your laptop and you talk to more people face to face, go out in the world, have some interaction with people, yep. you'll get better at this stuff. Touch grass. Ch- touch some grass. Chase. Also, was selling. You had a business. Young age, dude. What were you selling? Well,
0: dude, it went from. It's funny. It started with paper skateboards, and then actually sold real longboards in high school. Like we Uh had a press, and we bought like wood and lumber and everything. But the paper skateboard um, is is a better story, even. Okay. Because there was this kid who. So my friend Sam actually. Started a little paper skateboard where you cut out literally the shape of a deck and put two sided tape on it and then you like do little tricks on his thing. This was about fourth grade. This is it before tech decks? Before no, we just couldn't afford them. <laughs> and so and he was just grinding it and it was cool. And then this kid who had rich parents was like, "I'll pay fifty dollars to the person that makes me the best one, and I'll pick hand pick it when you all can present it to me, and I'll give you fifty fucking dollars." And fifty dollars then was like, Million. "That's a, so much money." Yeah. So. Everyone cuts out, they're like, I'm going to make the best shaped one. I'm thinking different. And again, you got to know your audience, right? This guy loved RuneScape, loved it. And we played together sometimes. And so I went on RuneScape, I screenshotted his character, printed that out, cut that out, and then turned that into a paper because I knew my fucking audience and I knew which one and he gave me the $50, dude because I was just said, look, at there's a 100 white skateboards that might be better shaped than mine, but mine means something to you. And he picked mine. You knew your audience. Exactly. And that's really important. It's really important, that's, that's it's what it
2: really is. important for, for today's pod because I think a lot of the people that might be listening to this, you guys might crush your video content, you might crush your photo, you might crush your design. But when you go up against people, when you might be selling your services, pitching your services to a company, there might be three to five other different companies, maybe even more that are going for the exact same job. And so just just being able to make pretty stuff doesn't cut it anymore. Okay, you need to be able to communicate your vision, you need to be able to work with people, you need to be able to share, you know, your ideas with them in a way that they'll actually be able to understand. It can't just be bottled up in your brain anymore. You know, so today we're going to really dive into that. I want to I want to note something before we start, okay? You got you got buyers and you got sellers. Okay, mm-hmm. who dictates the price of the of this relationship? Who dictates the price? Is it the buyer or is it the seller? What do you guys think? That's actually a fantastic question that I never thought about before. I, I feel like it should be the buyer because it's like okay. this is how much I'm willing to pay for it. But that's that's more value. So that you decide if it's valuable the seller is going to dictate the price of the thing. It, yeah. So like, cause cause to you, right? We could say, we could use NFTs. For an example, we could go show it to someone that like this means absolutely nothing to me. It's not valuable mm. to me, but the guy that's selling, it's like, it's cost $10,000. Right. And there might be some crazy guy, girl, girl out there that's like, yeah, that's worth it to me. And so the buyer dictates the value, the seller dictates the price. Um, so when you're thinking about this stuff, it's also really important. Like a lot of you might be maybe from a smaller town or maybe you're selling your thing to people who don't value it. And so when I was in Eugene, Oregon and I was trying to sell, let's say, you know, to my barbers, I was selling a lot to barbers. The barbers there weren't down to spend more than like 150 bucks on a video, which makes sense. They're doing, you know, their cuts there were $40 for the most part, $30 a haircut, maybe even $20 for some of them. Okay. We come to LA though, the barbers here, some of them are charging like a hundred bucks a cut. And so they value this stuff a lot more. They're willing to pay more for it so many of you might be fishing in a pond that isn't actually seeing the value in the work that you're creating just because someone though in your area says hey this isn't worth it to me it's like yeah it might not be you know they might you go to a small mom and pop shop and you know coasts rate let's just pretend it's like two thousand bucks for the day and they're oh you know their bottom line is four grand a month is what they come out with well spending 50 percent of it on some videos is steep you know so it all depends on who you're trying to target and chase had a very good thing in the beginning he's like I knew this person. I knew my target demographic. And so regardless of whether you're trying to shoot sports or weddings or concerts, whatever, you need to know who it is that you're targeting. If you're targeting an opener, right? For a concert, they're not going to have as much money to give you as the, as the headliner at the festival, right? They might have their person on a salary. They might be paying them 150 K and they're just grinding crushing it. They make millions of dollars where the opener is eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches every night. And they're just trying to get to the main act. So you really have to know who it is that you're targeting talking to your target demographic is so important your target market i think it's also t-
0: important to know that you can reach like you can kick beyond your coverage almost if you're say say with a concert videographer mm. so you have like a really unique style that's like kind of experimental and weird and like maybe you know a normal big brand like uh, a big band wouldn't want that as much like it's not that valuable then but if you have like a weird like up-and-coming artist that's like trippy and shit it's like well this guy maybe not as like technically good or like whatever is experience, but I'll pay more for that because that's weird and it aligns with my niche. And so like your target audience aligns with what you're presenting them, the value you can actually provide.
1: Going off the concert stuff, you could have two artists at the same exact level, but one values content more than the other. I've been hit up to shoot an artist of two different artists of the same caliber, same level. One has a budget of, let's say like a thousand dollars a show. And then another one's like, can you do it for 400? And it's like, you guys are probably making the same amount per show, but maybe you just don't value either me as a creator or just the content in general. So you're not willing to allocate, you know, as much budget as the other guy who does value it.
2: And I think you'll talk to a lot of people and they'll say, yo, my work isn't isn't worth this. And I'm like, well, who said that? And they're like, oh, mm-hmm. this, this random coach in my area said it's not worth it. It's like, well, yeah, we're going to like this random dude who just is like trying to get a video from the phone to his Instagram. Yeah, he doesn't really value it. But if you were working for a Nike or something in a bigger, in an area like that, they're like, oh, this video is $15,000. We're willing to pay for this one minute cut. And so as you kind of get you know further along in your journey and you get more experienced into this stuff, you'll be able to charge more money. I think when I was starting out, I, I've told you guys this story before, um, but I, I tried to raise my rates I think just a smidge too early I was like my work wasn't at a place and I had to be really real with myself I had to look at my stuff and say I think Ed Edley Films has a video on this but he's like I had to look at my stuff and say like is this good is it comparable with these other people not to play the comparison game but going and looking at other people's stuff and saying what do I need to work on is it the sound design is it my creative process is it my sales process which I'm telling you guys is literally like 50 60 percent of the game is how you package this stuff up and kind of go and put it out into the you know into your market. It's super important though when, when you're when you're identifying who it is you want to go after. Every single company does this for their consumers, right? So if like, let's use this drink company leisure. They're trying to think of someone, right, that's health conscious. It has less sugar in it than like, you know, another, another caffeinated, you know, drink. It's hydrating. Okay. It doesn't have a shit ton of sugar like other competitors. So they're trying to go after someone who values that stuff. It has got a clean design. It's an Erewhon. It's for a different type of consumer. Then let's use one of those other, you know, brands that Uh, primarily are in the sports world. You guys know exactly the company that I'm thinking of in my head, right? So it's interesting. And for us, whenever we're going out, I think it's really easy to paint the picture for this person. What is it that they do, right? Like what what time do they wake up? What do they buy? Maybe, you know, you, you work, say you want to work for barbers specifically. Okay. These people work from nine to 7 PM every single night. How many times do they consistently post on Instagram? Well, maybe they don't because they're working all day long. They're in client, you know, they're working with clients the whole day. So really trying to paint this picture of what this person does, what they eat, what they look like and who, what their buying habits are, how much money they make in their business. And then you can really start to get into the nitty gritty and kind of go down the line of how we're going to be able to pitch our services to them. You
1: brought up a good point, though. Not about pitching, but the fact that our sponsor is an Air One as if we would have a drink sponsor <laughs> that wasn't an Air I don't One. want a Ralph's drink, dude. Yeah, no. Give <laughs> me away from Ralph's, dude. <laughs> um, on top of, you know, defining who your target market is and who you want to actually reach out to, you have to be strategic when you do actually reach out to these companies because a lot of times, let's say you want to work with a gym you have to do your research and see like what does their content look like do they already have somebody making content for them and is it good can you actually provide value to them because it's a lot easier to pitch yourself on someone when you know you can directly help them versus being like yo i'm gonna go hit up um dog pound here in la and WeHo or like equinox like yo equinox probably already works with a like a Big agency, like you should hit up a gym different than them.
2: Yeah, a smaller mom and pop one that actually might really need some content, and needs people to go into it.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, it's like if you're like, you know, you're kind of successful, you're like kind of tall, you're not gonna like go hit on the ten, right? <laughs> but like, unless you got the gift might find some value in what you're providing. You know,
2: <laughs> so there, there's a saying, and the word is niches for what's up.
1: I will say, going uh-huh. off of that, huh. okay. But sometimes you got to go for the tank because you never know. Well, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Maybe... You're not like maybe you're yourself, not the ten, right? Maybe you're not the best videographer, but you market your, you, mm. you pitch yourself well, Which we and you all market know, yourself we well. We all know
0: guys like this. So if dude. you got
1: the gift of gab, you can go hit on the ten, and and you're more likely, to, I bet you, to land the ten <laughs> than like the good-looking shy person. Dude,
0: you, I all, dude, we know guys like this. I, I had this friend in college who his friend would come visit. He's just a normal dude, the most normal dude, and he just pulled like no one's because he just thought he's like, yeah, I mean, they all love me. They're just like, I'm like. Can't that's delusional and and i'm like why but he did dude he pulled it off so sometimes you know if you just come to the big brand you're like this is what i can provide for you you don't you know you have the confidence you don't talk too much (laughs) it's also a numbers game it's It's,
1: one says no this, all started, this the bar all started because it on, was
0: quiet for a second you guys looked at me so I just started talking
1: too. I love it you, anyways
2: you said something important though. you got to come in with a plan um and whether right, you're right. cold emailing whether you're cold calling whether you're walking into a business or you're just meeting someone organically at a store and you're you know you're just chatting with them about what it is your business does you want to have like a little elevator pitch my name is rock and I do x y and z and I help brands do this or help right. people get to this in 30 days or in 90 days or whatever you want to be really specific with your offer so then if someone hears it and they're like that is me dude i'm I'm Mm -hmm. a gym owner i'm trying to up my clientele in 60 days that sounds like me that's perfect for me you know and so then it's like it's much easier to kind of have these conversations when you get crystal clear on the thing that you do you want to think about what makes you unique
1: when you have your elevator pitch it's like okay you're telling someone in one sentence what it is you do but what is it that you do that's different from other people that separates yourself
0: Totally. Like maybe you're looking at your work and you're like, okay, I'm not like Christopher Nolan cinematography, but like you tell the gym guy, I can cut a video in a 30 second video so fast, it will blow your mind. We can film it and it will be done in 12 minutes and then you'll have it ready. And that, provides value to some people. And maybe that's your skill, that's what brings you to the table.
2: And this is from Ronald Baker, okay? Good work is not a commodity. It's a specialized good or service. And so once we get once we get into this, and you've been doing this for some years, it's like, videography isn't just like, oh yeah, you're just another random fucking videographer. No, it's like once you get to the highest level, you're in these commercials all the time right mm-hmm. those directors are getting so much money so for much money. one single day why because they're insane at what they do they are a specialized person they're really good at it. they all do one thing really well and that's why when they have a panel of directors come to these brands and they look at it and they're like well which one do we want this one could do something a little more scary or maybe moody or whatever this guy's more like bright bright lights whatever you know they all have something that makes them unique
0: right. we literally worked with this guy named Wayne because he's like the animal commercial guy mm. Like he made the hump day commercial and then oh, we nice. had the, this Lion King commercial and they were like, who should we go with? And we're like, we have to go with Wayne because there's animals in it. Mm-hmm. Like he's just the animal commercial guy.
1: I will say going back to your point about having the elevator pitch, before you actually get into reaching out and pitching yourself and going back to having a plan, you also want to have like your website in order. Totally. And you want to know like what your day rate is or like your minimum level of engagement. Because what does that term mean? You explain it because yeah. this, this is your term.
2: Okay, minimum level of engagement. This is from, again, Ronald Baker. This is also from Ronald Baker. Uh, it's basically, it's the price to work with you. It's the minimum number that they have to hit. And so if you're on a call and say they say they lowballed you and they're like, I, we can only do that for 500 bucks. And let's say you're an $800 a day person. You can say, hey, you know Mike, I, I, I hear you. I hear that 500 bucks is what you guys have to spend, but to work with me, my minimum level of engagement for any project that I work on is 800 bucks. It's like, I'd love to work with you guys on this. We just got to get a little bit up on that number and we can figure something out and so they're like oh okay so that's what that's what it costs yes that is what it costs to get in the door with me we can go higher but that's the minimum number we got to hit and I think when when you're working with people consistently and you have that number whether it's a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or five thousand dollars whatever the number is it makes it so much easier to find clients who value that work right higher price equals higher value when you're charging a higher price when you're charging a premium okay the clients they think that it's it's gonna be bigger and better. They're gonna get something better out of this fucking project, right? There's a video, or there's a uh, photo that goes around online. It's like five hundred dollar client. Uh, hey, I need you to make this revision. Right. I need you to send me over this thing. And it's like the fifty thousand dollar client, which we have experienced, is the the payment has been sent. Thank you. And dude, it's crazy. Thank you. Do you want a bonus? Yeah. (laughs) No, it's it's actually unreal. And they value the thing more. Like, I remember when I was working with people that for a hundred dollars a video or two hundred dollars a video, they're hitting me up with pages of revisions. And I'm like, dude, this video took me eight hours, and now we're doing another three days of revisions. We're sending it back and forth like 17 different times, and finally they're like, We're not even happy with this. I'm like, holy shit, right. dude, this isn't what I signed up for. I didn't sign up for this. So if you're dealing with these penny pinchers, you one might be fishing in the wrong pond. Okay. That's a big one. You might be in a town or somewhere where you can't. The best part is though, is you can work with people out of state or even potentially out of the country. I remember when we went to, to Bali the first time, again, I didn't make a lot of money while I was there, but be super transparent with you guys. We had a company that was a U.S. based brand wanted Bali content. And so we took their stuff out there when we were living there for those two and a half months. And 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 so we sent them back all that content. So for you, if you maybe live in like a smaller Western based town, maybe it's like, you know, we got, we got cows and stuff out here. We got access to horses and they might want to make something that is that vibe or you live in a mountainous area. Brands can send you stuff to shoot Adam, Adam Simmons used to work out here and he used to live with us in LA and there was a football brand that wasn't based here, but they needed access to high school football players. Adam happened to be working with a bunch of high school football players. So they would send him the gear. He would shoot it with these athletes and then deliver it to them on a monthly basis. So you might have to think a little bit outside the box if it's like, hey, no no business in my town even has an Instagram. It's like, okay, well, let's think about how we can get these brands potentially from out of state or even out of the country that might want to use this, you know, your backdrop that you have in your backyard to market their stuff.
1: Going out of the country on a trip is such a great easy way and an easy pitch to like a clothing mm. brand or something you're going to you're going to mystique you know yeah. can i say that yeah okay so yeah Brandon's going to land of the super blue water soon so like he, <laughs> he if he wanted to he could hit up like a in a way suitcase bag company sure. and be like yo i'm going here i'd love to get you content um and it's it's just an easier pitch because like you have something of value because you're like, oh, I'm going on this trip already. Do you guys want content?
0: And I think the important thing you said is just like, find people and clients that value you, right? And bring and value what you bring to the table. And sometimes you have to look at yourself and you can actually, you can ask yourself, okay, are they not valuing me because I'm not as good as I should be? Or do they fucking not value what I do? And they suck maybe. And it's the same with fucking people, people. Like not to take it meta, but like find people that value what you bring to the table. To bring it back to the example, hot girl might just like funny guys. You don't have to be super ripped because she just loves a guy that's funny. You can just wheeze right in there with your jokes. You don't have <laughs> totally. to go to the gym. It's so funny, but so, it's true with clients as well. Yeah. like to be um, real.
1: And sh- uh, going off of that, having to like show value or wanting to work with people and brands that do value you sometimes they don't know your value right off the bat because you're reaching out to them cold and going off of like things having a plan things that you need before you pitch it's like yeah you have your website but i also think it's good to maybe have like a dropbox folder of a few of like your best pieces sam newton when he was on he gave a really good uh piece of advice he was like you don't need 50 Videos, every single video you've ever made on your website, you just need a handful that show your best work. But oftentimes when you're reaching out and emailing cold or showing your uh, potential clients, your work, you just need a handful of pieces that they can see really easily. You don't need a ton.
0: Absolutely. Talking about cold, let's break down cold and warm sales.
2: Yeah. So this was something when, when I came back from Bali, I got on Hundreds, dude, hundreds of job interviews, and they would all be for like full time jobs, right? And I would get on there and I'd pretend like I was interested in the mm-hmm. full time job, and then I would start to pitch them my company. <laughs> this was the perfect definition of a very cold sell. Yes, They're like, calm. we came for a full time guy. Wait, what is this? Um, so essentially, a cold, a cold call or a cold sell, whatever you wanna you wanna call it they don't have any context to really what you do. They might not even know that they need said thing. They might just be living in La La Land and you come upon them, you send them an email. and they're like, huh, that social media thing, I've been seeing that TikTok pop up, do we actually need to care about it, okay? A warm sell, they're aware of you, maybe they've seen your your podcast clips pop up on their Instagram before, they're like, oh, I'm aware of what it is that you guys do, what it is that you're kind of about, but I'd love to hear a little bit more information.
1: Or you get like a referral, like if you've made a video or taken photos for a mutual friend of theirs and mm. they're like, oh, do you know of any like photographers, or videographers like, oh I got your contact from so and so? Word of, of mouth.
2: mouth is the yeah. absolute best yeah. because it's like you you have someone, there's a mutual person there that is trusted by that person saying, hey this is the person you need to use for said thing. Um, and I also think when when you're doing cold cold calls, this is the hardest thing. This is by far the hardest thing. You might not wanna do it. I'm telling you, it'll actually, it'll be, it'll be very beneficial for you just for life skills going forward. Um, your heart's gonna be racing, your palms might be sweating, and it's gonna feel nerve-wracking. You might get a really uneasy feeling in your stomach. I vividly remember the first ever cold call that I did, and it lasted like 17 seconds. He said no, and I was like, um, uh, and he's like, thank you, hung up. I'm like, <laughs> Okay, and my boy goes, you're one down, let's keep yep. it going. Yep. <laughs> like, let's keep it going. You're gonna get people like that, or you might get them where they're angry at you. You kind of have to be neutral on these calls. You can't get too invested into these people, uh, because yeah, you might get some people that are fucking screaming at you, stop calling me, stop bugging me, I don't want your service. But it's like, if you just lead with, lead with empathy, you're nice to them, you're just trying to provide value to their business. And if you can't provide value, Don't hit them up, you know, only go, like Costa was saying earlier, go for these brands that you can actually help and that you would actually be fired up to work with. The last thing you want to do is email some company. I remember when I first started, I got a a potential job with this company and I called my friend Drew, who works in advertising as well. I said, Drew, what do you think about this pitch? And he's like, do you want to do a 12 month retainer with this weird brand? And I'm like, no yeah what the hell am I doing dude and he's like it's not all about like the bread right now dude he's like you're gonna lock in for a year you're gonna hate this and he's like it's gonna be so much work I'm like god you're so right Drew I'm gonna like set myself up you know set myself up to fail
1: also going off of what you're saying about like cold calling and getting no's Mm. if you can switch your mindset to um being more positive about getting a no like if you knew for a fact that you weren't gonna get a yes until you got a hundred no's you'd be excited for the next no because you'd be like, okay, check, I got another no, I, I I got 11 no's, I got 89 left till I get my yes. And you'd look at getting a no and being rejected uh, in a more positive light,
2: yeah. And this is this is when a sale actually happens. Okay, it's what this from Chris Doe. I think he also got it from Ronald Baker. But when the buyer and the seller believe that there is an equal exchange in value, that's when a sale actually happens. So, like I, I remember, there's a, there was someone that was telling me this a minute ago, a long time ago. Uh, they had sent me their their rate, or I had sent them. They're like, "What's your rate?" And I sent it to them. They're a video person. Like, "Yo, this is like criminal. You're charging like way fucking too high." And I was like, "Why do you feel that way? People are buying it." And they're like, well, it's double, like double and a half what I'm charging. I'm like. People are paying it. They see right. value in the thing that I'm doing. You can fucking say your day rate is $10,000. And if you work with 10 people that year, you made 100K, okay? Right. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you work with 10 or the other person works with 100. Um, you can you set your fucking price as the person selling the thing. If people decide, if the market decides, if they wanna you know, exchange with you, if there's an equal exchange in value, that's when it happens. And it's like a little match made in heaven.
1: That's why we say before you drop your price, drop the deliverables. Mm-hmm because it's like hey now there's an equal amount of and you're uh, not going to get like burnt
2: out totally yeah Yeah. you want to make sure that these jobs that you're taking on that you can do the absolute best and we've said this to you guys before but over deliver on the stuff like if you know if they're used to it you can get a really long term relationship by just saying hey you know they're like when do you want this we want it in three weeks well if you have the time and you have the bandwidth to do it and you turn around in a week and a half they're going to be like oh my god we want Chase back again this guy crushed this
0: and when they're cousin asked for them for a recommendation for a video guy and they're like well this guy chased it in a week and a half and we had mm. three weeks i mean that's how like personally i'm bad at pitching myself i've gotten all my work
2: by just doing good work and then people telling other people about it and then like being nice to those people i'm mean, working with them you do this really well you're like the most fun person to be on set with and it's just like you i don't think you can train people to be like that but you bring such a fun energy to set Thanks, and i guys. and i think though i i really do i think that's why people want to hire you back because they just want to be around you you know, like he happens to be insane at videos, but he's dope, and like that's why I want to kick it with him. Well, you I know? feel the
0: same way about you guys. Dude, I thanks. want to go tarps off in Florida again, just have a great time. <laughs>
2: God, should we fun. do a tarps off episode no <laughs> god no oh, it's already two bars god, yeah, already. god no dude and, and
0: you guys are going to the gym more than i am so uh,
2: with with cold sales though also it's it's important that you're reaching out to the right people okay you don't want to reach out to like the junior level person a person that's just worked at the company for six months you want to reach out to someone that's in a senior role potentially a marketing director a creative director the head of brand um you know there's uh potentially oh my god i'm totally blanking on the fucking name. Oh, like an executive producer yeah, at the company. Maybe sure. a lot, a lot of companies that are in maybe fashion or whatever, they'll have like content creators, but they might not uh, make stuff directly for the company. They might outsource everything, but that person is in charge of seeing everything through and hiring people like you, like me, whatever, to do the stuff. You want to be yeah. on their good side. Right. right. You know? I
0: will say at my agency, just as a good example, um, Yeah, there's people that are, that produce like photo shoots, video shoots, et cetera. And if like a full-time content creator is busy, yeah, they go, they ask us basically, who, who do you recommend? Like, do you know anyone that's a photographer or whatever? And then, yeah, we just throw out names and then they call them and see how much it's going to cost and then they get hired. And that's basically really transparently like the process to get a job, an ad job, like a gig as a photographer or videographer. And then if you crush it, like this fucking guy named Mike, he just like came on because we needed help. And I was like, yo, Mike is amazing and he's so cool. And now we have to hire him all the time. It's important.
1: Um, a pro tip for finding the person you wanna reach out to is going on LinkedIn. Let's say you wanna reach out to a certain company. You search that company on LinkedIn and it literally shows you everybody who works for that company and their title. Then you can uh, search that person's name if you can't find their email on LinkedIn. You can find them on Instagram, send them a DM, Or it's really simple. I remember I pitched hotels one time to like um, get a free stay in exchange for content. And I had like a list of, let's say, like 30 or 40 hotels in that city. I just called the hotel and was like, hey, I have a like marketing opportunity. Can you give me the correct email of the person I should reach out to? And normally if you sound like professional and you sound like it's kind of like this big thing that they're going to want, they'll give you the email.
2: Yeah. That's what we did when we went out to Bali the first time ever. I remember we were like juniors in college and I kept telling everybody, I'm like, I'm going to get a resort to pay for me to go. They're like, absolutely not. That's never going to happen. And we reached out to like 200 resorts. The first hundred, we felt like our DM was a little long. Um, And so it might be something that you guys are refining constantly. You might be testing this out Uh, we you don't want these people to have to read a long novel like when we get reached out to all every single day we get 30 people that reach out to us to edit do you want these messages to be personalized you know what I'm saying we were we would go and the first like 50 or 75 were just like copy paste copy paste copy paste that's why probably no one read them but the shout-out Risa uh, the Grand Mirage Hotel in Bali she read our message it was very personalized to her we asked if we could help them with like social content she was like sure come for five days and we're like, oh my God, this actually worked No no freaking way. And so it's possible though, you know, and it's, it's possible to get people on, so, so many things have to go right. I might wake up in the morning. He might send me a DM. I'm like, this is a novel. I'm not gonna read mm-hmm. it today. I might read that in three weeks or something. Right. You gotta catch people on a good day. So there's other ways, you know, to keep trying to reach out to them. I had someone reach out to me a minute ago for copywriting help. Um, he was a writer, and he sent me a DM. I'm like, okay, I don't want that, whatever. And then he sent me a video. It was a really well done video. It was edited well. It had a good song to it. And he's like, yo, Brayden, I don't want to bug you. And kind of like, Sick. yeah, I know. And he kind of went into it. And it was like a forty-ish. He's like, give me forty seconds. That's all it's going to take. And he went through it and he's all in these different locations for like every part of the pitch. I'm like, let's get on a call. Yeah, okay. You, yeah. caught, you caught my attention. Let's get on a call. So there's multiple ways to do this. I'll tell you one more way of cold outreach that I know that's crazy. You guys might not be able to do this yet, but there was a brand that I know, a huge fitness brand. Okay. They're uh, it, they have multi multi-million dollar deals the the owner of the gym was sent an ipad to his house little sus little sus to get mm, sent an ipad mm-hmm. okay but it's an ipad and it opened up and said hello blah 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 we are this agency and it's like please open ipad and so he opens it like what the fuck is going on and it had a literal pitch of market analysis for their company had all this stuff and he's like listen Keep the iPad. It's right. it's totally on you. You can wipe it if you feel like that's more comfortable for us, but we would love like 10 minutes of your time. And they had put in so much work to this pitch. That company worked with the marketing that's agency. Sick, and it's just kind of a crazy pitch, right? You'd think like that's a little creepy, whatever. It worked on that person and it ended up doing it. So there's so many different ways that you know you can cold call, that you can cold email, that you can do these little things to maybe potentially get someone's attention. You don't want to bug them, but you can reach out to them like, you know, once every week and a half, once every couple weeks if if you really want your question answered, you want to show and you think you can provide value to them.
1: You also want to make sure two things. If you're reaching out to someone in the DMs on Instagram, make sure you're following them. Oh, yeah. Because there's nothing worse than being like, yo, let's work, da 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 da. And they're not even following you. Also, if you're reaching out to a brand specifically and you want to say, like, I've been a huge fan of your product for a really long time. And you just started following them. Like they're going to see that you just followed them. Right. And it seems a little bit sus going off of that story about sending the iPad. <laughs> I saw a TikTok of this artist who was like, I'm applying for this job and I have to send in my resume. And it was this big, or maybe it was a, um, like a residency opportunity for this artist of sorts, but he got a briefcase and he like painted and designed this whole briefcase, p- uh, printed out his resume and put it in the briefcase. And he was like, this is a way that, that I can stand out.
2: Yeah. That's sick. yeah, That's, that's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. I also, when you cold email, you cold pitch, whatever, don't shit on what they're currently doing. Right. There was someone that had reached out to our old creative director when we were at the Lakers, like this was my first start, like my first year. And. The person said, hey, I just want to let you know what you guys are currently doing is okay. What I'm doing is way better and I really think I could help take this shit to the next level like this. I know you guys think you know what's going on. It was crazy. Uh, He screenshotted it, posted it on Twitter, blurred out her name um, and it was like this is an example of exactly what not to do. So don't go shit on the brand that you're trying to work with. It's the fact, you got to remember these are like real people. They're like real people behind the screen. Uh, There might be a limitation to what it is that they're doing at that current moment that you really." don't know about until you're in the inside. Um, so something to think about, you know, you don't want to, you can s- provide value in some way and in, in portion of your message, but you don't want to like say, Hey, this is really bad. We could help
1: right. change that thing.
2: People don't like hearing they suck. No.
1: <laughs> yeah. We do have an example though of what we think could be a good email example. I love um, it. Um, for a cold outreach email, let's say we take uh, you want to reach out to a gym because you do fitness uh, content. So it could go something like this.
0: Dude, preface, Kostas is the best at like reading out loud. I'm so bad at no, it. No, I'm it, not. No, you crushed it. No, you're literally good at it. I was literally thinking, thank you. Thinking, do you remember him. that? No, I do you I was thinking, thank no. fuck Kostas. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> you, was bad. You jinxed it. Do you remember was, that last one that yeah, I like, never. tried
1: to read it and like Brayden had to save it? But I was like, I think Brayden's the best. at it. I could never, dude. Okay, I'm going to give it a.
0: I'm going to give it a, a shot. I like, I would like count to see when I was going to have to read and then I would like, oh, I'm going to be that past
1: Fuck, it's so long. No, you know, and then practice. Anyways, go. Go ahead. Okay, dear in quotes, gym owner's name or gym name. I hope this email finds you well. My name is Insert Your Name. Rock. Yeah, my name is Rock, and I'm a professional videographer based here in Insert Your City. Rock City. Specializing in creating dynamic social media content specifically for gyms and fitness brands. I've had the opportunity, I've had the opportunity to observe Jim's name. And I'm genuinely impressed by the community you've built and services you offered. I'd love to hop on a five to 10 minute call to share how I can provide value and discuss the possibility of partnering together. I've attached a capabilities deck where, I've attached a capabilities deck where you can see more of our work and how we can, no, sorry. I've attached, you jinxed me. (laughs) You're doing so good. Dude, dude, he's fucking crushing it. it. I've attached a capabilities deck where you can see more of some of our work and what we can do. Thank you for your time. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Best, your name.
0: Short, Rock. sweet, to the point. Yeah, it's good. It's a good email. It's good and getting, we should copy that somewhere
1: so yeah. people can paste. it. it. Yeah, yeah, we can put it in the like description. description. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think getting on the call is like a huge, um, a huge thing you should aim to do because, you know, it's it's one of those things where if you're emailing back and forth, they can take a while. But if you can hop on a five to ten minute call, um, you can. I think pitch yourself quicker and easier Yeah,
0: take it off hinge you know you go from hinge and you go to like a real texting and that's
2: where you get the <laughs> date dude exactly uh and this first call that you guys will take it's it, some people call it the discovery call in our in our world what F- do you call it yeah i i, I call it that but i, I mean some exploration people, just call just a phone call like some people just might call it a phone call i don't know but it's a business lot of call? The, yeah business call most of the terms that you'll hear is like a discovery call it's just that first phone call um so I, I think that few notes, always be fucking a few minutes early onto the Zoom or onto the Google Meets. Uh, that way you're not like, oh shit, let me get my shirt yeah. on. Let me like, you know, look how you would normally look. You don't have to wear a suit and tie. They're going to think you're absolutely insane. You're a creative person. They're going to be like, yeah, right. what, what's going on? This is an accountant that I'm meeting with. Like, what's the deal here? Um, also, first little few minutes, small talk. Get to know them a little bit. Where are they? You should probably already know this though. You should have done your homework. Where are they from? If they went to a college, what college do they go to? So you can kind of have a few things that you could potentially bring up and on this call and you know, make people feel a little bit more comfortable. What do you got on tap the rest of the day? You know, Just try to start a little small talk, gets people to kind of ease their nerves a little bit. Really good, or people that are really good at small talk are incredible on discovery calls, Kyle Finney. Crushes that oh, I bet, dude. Kai crushes the discovery and calls. The
0: key too is the transition. Absolutely. I think so much about the small talk. Mm. Well, not to not to get ahead of ourselves, but let's you know, like mm. I'm so bad at, it, dude. I like, get so uncomfortable. But it's if you can smoothly get into it. Like speaking of swimming, Absolutely. Let's make this. You know, that's the best. <laughs> but I've never pulled that off. You you
2: all you want to really make this though about them. You want to learn as much as you can about their business. Have some good questions prepared for them. Coast is going to give you guys like five really solid ones here. Here, but we have a ton. Oh, we have a ton. Actually, oh, got, there's a million. You got, of them. you got even more. Should we go round Robin? Yeah. Also important though, before we go hammer into all of these questions, you want to bring the budget up earlier in this, in this yeah, conversation, yeah. not question 25. Okay. The reason for that. And I used to make this mistake all the time. I used to go get on these calls with clients I'd be like yes that's perfect and I would get too nervous to talk about the money and so then we get off the phone and you know I'd be like we got we got a job dude we got a job let's go make the deck and we spend all week making this deck I'm like you know mister I'm um, or, or ma'am I'm gonna send this to you on Friday okay cool Friday rolls around I send this deck ghosted I'm like, why am I being ghosted? It's because neither of us had any idea of what the price was ever going to be. And potentially in their head, maybe it was sitting at like, hey, we only have 500 bucks to spend on this. In my head, I'm like, $5,000. That's what this is going to cost. So when you bring that up, when you bring up budget, I'll give you a tip on it later, but it needs to come up earlier in the conversation rather than at the very end because yeah I you're just gonna waste both your time You're gonna waste both of your time you're gonna be on there for an hour or something and then it's like oh we can't do this it's like oh damn right. okay
0: it's like talking when you talk to the girl at the bar ask if she's in the relationship right away yeah because if, if you ask her at the end after you put in an hour and she's like oh yeah i'm in a, i'm married you're like well never mind then
1: counterpoint same though, thing i think it's up to the girl to make it known that she has a boyfriend
0: well so do you think the client should say their budget because they don't normally do that right away you know i do think it's important to bring it up right away <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just trying to make it understandable, dude. Totally.
2: No, I think um, I think some clients will tell you, really cool clients will tell you their budget, but a lot of them like to right. p- play that weird game of Oh, how much is something like this gonna cost? This is this is from this is from I believe this is from Christo, I believe. No, no, you know what it's from? It's from Never Split the Difference. Who's the guy that wrote that? The, the FBI fella.
0: I only read fiction, bro. No, the
2: the guy uh, Chris Voss, Chris Voss, I think is his name. So he was talking about this this technique called price bracketing. Okay. Yeah. And so in price bracketing, you say the bigger number first. Okay. And you you layer with a second number. So let's say Chase asked me like, oh, what you know, what is something like this gonna cost? I'm like, Chase, I could see this costing anywhere from like eight grand to four grand. It's like a psychology situation where they're sitting there with that front number of 8,000, they're associating you with a higher budget campaign potentially, but they're like, okay, we were really thinking about spending like 3,500 bucks. Right. But this person is usually working with eight grand stuff. So I'm going to associate them with being a bigger dog. Right. We're down to spend the four now because you know, we understand that you're comfortable with stuff like that. Your work backs it up. It looks beautiful. So they might actually kind of come up to a number that you might be sitting at. So. I always have a general idea of what your day rate is and the people that are going to be needed to bring the thing together. You need to be doing a little bit of mental math on the side because the last thing you want to do is say, hey, it's going to cost $2,000 and you get off the phone and you're like, oh shoot, we're gonna, I'm going to need an audio engineer. they are fifty dollars for the day. I'm going to need an editor. That person that I work with is 1000 bucks a day and then you're tacking it up and you're like, damn, I'm going to make literally no money on this thing. Right. So having that like buffer of range is really good for you guys because even whether it's like, hey, I'm, I think this is going to be somewhere around like 800 bucks to 300 bucks and if they're like why is there discrepancy there it's because the more people that we bring on the better the thing is going to be we can make it bigger better grander right but we need to know really where you guys want to sit in this what deliverables are going to be used for this all those things are going to make the cost rise up higher or go lower and
1: sometimes the client literally has no idea what your services cost not just you but just in general maybe they've never done video work before social media content and they really have no idea how much stuff costs so bringing up the budget early allows them to understand like okay like i was thinking that this was going to cost 500 bucks but it's actually 2500 to 3000 if your minimum level of engagement is 2500 and they're like oh we only thought that this call was going to be like a 500 thing there's no point in right. continuing the conversation also what
2: you can do i've had that happen multiple times it's really cool when you do this and so i've had people boomerang back to me after like six months down the line they're like hey we only have this much and i'm like i'm really busy i'm not going to take that on so you dish it to a friend and you actually provide them with someone that can do the damn thing we just t- potentially talked about this this week giving you this one thing to take photos of yeah that it is going to hopefully work out in january but you're going to crush that. They're going to hopefully come back to him later on. Um, and then maybe one day if he wants a video, he's like, yeah, he gave me like the best photo guy ever. I'm going to go to him for this right, video totally. later on down the line. If you take care of these people, you know, and they don't, you don't owe them anything, but this is just a really good business practice. It's good karma. You're helping them, you know, and, and it's, you're helping
0: another creator. Absolutely. You're helping
2: yeah. someone else get a bag. We all eat, everybody eats. It's just awesome to do. Give me, give me one of these questions. What do you got for me?
1: Okay. So the first question is, what does a home run look
2: like for this project? It's a good one, dude. Where's the content gonna live, dude? That's important, is it gonna go on YouTube? Is it just internal? Because if it's internal, right, we can use whatever hype song that we right. want and we're not gonna get sued for it. Um, you know, something to think about. But That's if it's we're
1: external, with. you should probably use
2: Artlist. <laughs> Artlist.io, yeah. link below. Will you run ads with this content?
0: And Mm. if so, like how
2: much are you going to spend on those ads? I asked a company this one time. This was crazy. They wouldn't give me the number. And I was like, I won't even think about doing this until you tell me how much ad money is going to be behind it. And they're like, we're going to go, you know, reconvey with our ad team. They're like, we're thinking of spending like $75,000 on ads for it. And so I had called one of my mentors and I was like, what is typical? He's like, 10 to 15% of spend. And I was like, Oh wow. I wasn't even going to do that. I was just going to, I, I only did this because he told me this, but he was like, that's a pretty standard practice in in the ad world, which is crazy. I didn't even know that. Yeah.
0: So they better give you some more bread. Yeah. They
2: better give you a little bit of bread if they're going to go make a million dollars with this stuff, you know? Okay.
1: The next one is have you done something like this in the
2: past? Ooh, that's a great one. Uh, What's the inspo for this campaign? This will help you guys. Super important. Dude, because we've talked about this. If they send you Spielberg's edit, it's like, dude, when we have $400, we have to figure out out a little wiggle room here.
0: And it's also just good to know to like, okay, that inspiration, that's like right in my wheelhouse of like stuff that I like to shoot. So this is going to be like, well, I'm going to crush this and you're going to love it. And then you'll be more excited about the shoot because you know that it's right in your pocket. Um, Do you have like a ballpark budget for this project, which is something we just spent length talking about it's important to ask that and again ask it early
1: and then turnaround time for this project right and then we have some like bullet points and then more questions so okay give it to me certain questions that fall under understanding their specific business can you tell me more about your company's core products or services
2: what is your target audience and how do you typically
0: engage with them What challenges are you currently facing in the market? See, now I'm doing this thing where I'm
1: calculating which ones I'm gonna have to read because I'm real nervous. (laughs) Hell yeah. All right, next bullet point is exploring their current strategies. So how do you currently handle your advertising and marketing efforts?
2: Which marketing channels have been most effective for you? You guys might be coming to them trying to say hammering TikTok. And they're like, yo, we don't care. Instagram is firing for us right now. Mm. We want to do our ads on Meta. And do you know anyone that we could, you know, run these ads with? Can you share some insights into your current marketing
0: ROI? What's ROI? Return on investment. Boom. Bang. Come
1: on. All right. The next... Uh, Subpoint is identifying areas for improvement. So, are there specific aspects of your marketing strategy that you feel could be improved?
2: What are the KPIs that are going to determine this campaign? What are KPIs? Who knows? Key
1: yep
0: fuck key P- P- performance, P- performance indicators, indicators. you it, fucker you in,
2: in layman oh, terms uh key performance indicators means like yo did it do good yeah what 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 are we judging this whole situation on is it views is it likes is it sales like like that's kind of goes back to like the home run right they'll kind of tell you what their kpis are in the beginning it's kind of like a jargon term but yeah that's what it means uh
0: how do you feel about your current brand visibility and customer engagement
2: it's a really good question that is really interesting it's a fire question
1: all right. Next, we have learning about past experience. This one's big. Dude. I think we've said this one before. But have you worked with outside agencies or freelancers for marketing before? How did that go?
2: They will also tell. Yeah, we're going off the table. Yeah, we're now. going off the table. They're gonna tell you in this little situation if they've done something before, and they're like, "Hey, you know, they didn't turn in on time to us, and we really needed that project by Christmas. So they, these people really value their shit being turned in on time. You can take note of that. Right. They'll tell you about past experiences that they were maybe upset with, or hey, you know, we came up on set and they were 30 minutes late. It's like, well, obviously we'll be there early. That's a good one to know. These people you worked with were idiots before us. So just things that you can kind of ask. Uh, I actually think that one is so important. I've so many times I've heard, Hey, we're, we're going to go with you actually
0: on try this one because the last guy we were working with was really talented, but he was kind of a dick or he was really slow. Yep. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to be really fast and really friendly. And they're going to love me no matter what. Even if
2: you're not as good as the guy Totally, totally, It's great. Can you describe a particularly successful campaign in the past? And what do you think made it work? That's a great one. It's also important to gauge their
0: expectations. Mm -hmm. Let's get some questions going on on that one. Yeah. (laughs) What are your key objectives for any marketing or advertising campaign? Those are kind of KPI round two.
1: How do you envision an ideal collaboration with a service provider like us?
2: What's our timeline on this thing that we're doing? And what is the business's goals within the next three months? Next one is budget and investment readiness, okay? When you've told them the budget, and say they say yes on the phone, but you might not be talking to the biggest dog, okay? This mm. is the, this is a good question to ask. It's like, hey, is there anyone else that needs to see this to sign off on it? And if they're like, yeah, actually, our vice president of marketing needs to see it, it's like, Great. Let's set up five or ten, you know, let's set up fifteen minutes with them tomorrow. So it's not like that person is going to bat for you tonight, and they might be like, oh, you know, fuck that, Janice. Are you kidding me? We're not gonna, <laughs> right, do- we're totally. not gonna do this, dude. And then when you get on the phone with them, the vice president marketing be like, oh, maybe they hate Janice. Maybe right. they don't like working with Janice. And it's like okay, Coach told me that. I'm pretty down for this. I think this is a good call. You're the one like pitching the decision maker on the thing or answering any further questions. And you're not just leaving it up to an email. I've had this happen where they've said yes on the phone. We get off, day goes by, I'm like, hey, what's the deal? Still waiting to get in touch with uh, with Jake. And I'm right. like, oh, who, I didn't f- know about who is Jake. Jake? I didn't even know about this guy. He should have been on the original call, right. dude. And we could have really helped answer any, any lingering questions that they have. What's another one?
0: Um, How flexible is your budget for marketing and advertising initiatives? Like, is there wiggle room there? If I give you three different prices, are you, do you have space to like maybe look at, see different deliverables that I could offer you?
1: Are you looking for a short-term campaign or a long-term partnership? Sometimes, you know, they might, come to you for one video or you're you know coming to them being like i can make you this video or it's something where it's like hey this is uh we need content for the next you know three to six months while we're rolling out this certain product
2: i think you can also talk to them about the future Mm -hmm. i would talk to them though about this like upcoming year i think that's the easiest thing because they have their foresights on say 2024 or 2025 whatever they know they're like okay well we spent this much in 2023 we saw a really good return on it. It was our first time doing influencer marketing, but now we want to step into hiring like a person that's yeah. you know externally to help us produce this stuff and oversee it, whatever. Right. So you might even want to ask like, how does success look for you in
0: 2024? Like, what do you mm. want to hit, and how can I help with that? It's
2: also important too. Like with what we do, it's not just always sales, right? Right. If you guys watch those Super Bowl ads, it. If okay, every ad that comes on during the Super Bowl, right? It's hard to just quantify it right off the bat. No one's sitting on their phone, like, Yep, yeah, let me go get those Lay's chips. Right. But the next time you go to 7 Eleven, someone might walk in and be like, I have that funny Lay's commercial. Boom, Lay's. That's why or I bought you the just chips. Brand awareness, brand awareness. You know, that's Aw- all they want. Absolutely. You know, or or like there we've all done videos like this where it's just like, hey, we want an internal recap video, or we want an internal brand story video. Something that's never gonna even see the light of day to the public. And it's like we just want this because we want to show our brand to other people in this company, maybe they're investors behind right. it. And they're like, we gotta show them what we do here. They have no idea. They don't see the operations, the day to day, or know even what the marketing director is doing right now, whatever it looks like.
1: Next one is what are some innovative or creative ideas you've considered? but haven't yet implemented.
2: That's kind of fun. That is fun. Okay, this one is from Alex Ramosi's $100 Million Offers. I just read it, so you don't have to. You should still go read it, but this was a very interesting topic. So he talks about it. And obviously you need a unique offer that is specific to a certain group that has a quantifiable timeline. Okay. If you're selling something, right. If you're ever pitching someone on something, let's you, he used a lot of gym stuff cause he, it was previously in the gym space primarily. And so he was like, Hey, I'm selling this workout plan to tech bros. They want to get a six pack in under 60 days. Very, very specific group of people that you're right. talking to in that. And so he gave all these different examples of about people's offers are really bad. They're not talking to like a very specific person. So when you're thinking about your video production company or maybe you're a solo entrepreneur and independent contractor, it's so much easier. I'm telling you guys, we talked about this earlier, but to talk to that one person. If you love filming sports, maybe you're the best person in your area for sports, okay? But that's pretty broad, right? You're the best recap person in your enti- in the entire state of Kentucky for making high school recaps for the end of the season banquet. They're mm-hmm. like oh okay so you reach out to all these high schools and like, we need a banquet video right. that is exactly what we need how much does that cost it's like that's what my bread and butter that's what I do right. the more specific you get the easier it gets to market your thing to these different people because you're you're picking and you're, you're you're putting it out into the world this is hey this is who we help this is how long it takes us to do it and this is the situation of what we can do right. they're like okay that's exactly me dude I'm a skier right. and I want to up my personal brand coming into the new year whatever it's going to look like right I mean
0: the homie uh, Jaybird Films my friend Jay from high school, perfect example. He's literally just like one-shot drone FPV videos. That's my thing, yeah. And, I, and I'm going to do it for all the biggest brands Best. because it's just I, this is what I do. And if you want that, I'll bring that for you, and you're going to love it. I don't do I don't do other shit. I crush that so hard.
2: How can your personal brand help you with this stuff?
1: Well, if you continue to build your personal brand and your portfolio, you can come into these conversations from a place of power because you've proven that you can do it, and your personal brand is strong. You know, I was going to say something else, but it's a good place. Because
0: it didn't feel like your yeah. personal brand is strong as branded, maybe. So it just felt weird. It felt like I a know. weird, like, <laughs> I felt uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, you're like, I'm not afraid to lose the deal because my personal brand is so strong that other people are going to come in and, and give me a deal anyway. So like. I'm willing to take my minimal level of engagement, and I'm willing to like sift through shitty offers because my personal brand can get me more work.
2: Absolutely. And when you come at this from a place of power, you're you're really good at Chase is really good at cars, okay? And you say you hopped on the phone, let's use a hypothetical with a car brand that was just starting out. okay their sure. Their name is Besla, okay. It's sure. about okay. Vivian. But they're kind of popping right now. Yeah, actually,
0: dude, I made money on that stock today. Really? We don't yeah. gotta
2: get into it. Okay, America. that's great. But 10, up ten percent. This is Besla, This is a new company coming up, electric cars. You know, competitive Tesla. Yeah. Um, better Tesla. Yeah. People would call when they when they go when they go to talk to a guy like Chase who's done all this awesome car stuff, Chase is coming to them not like, yo, I don't. I don't need a right. specific job. I've done this. I've proven myself. We do amazing work in the space. Take a peek at what we've already done. We would love to help you guys with this. And if they don't want to work with you, that's totally fine. Right. You're going to have conversations when it comes to businesses, when it comes to money in the space, and they're going to say, yeah, we're going to go with someone else. And that's totally fine. They can go with somebody else, but you just got to know and be comfortable in your work and say, like, we got something else coming. We got, there's something else that's going to hit your line. Coastal's the other day, dude, sitting there, he's like, dude, we got to get, we got to get a Brand in this month, dude. Gotta get a brand. Then he just t- comes into my room like 20 minutes later. Dude, email came in the door and it's like fucking awesome. And I'm like, let's go. He's a beast at what he does. Yeah. Brands are gonna come to Bang. him and want them to do his do, do their content. And he manifested it a little bit. He which always does it. It does it in the same way. Are day. we
1: talking about that in next episode? Yeah. Setting goals and stuff? <laughs> yeah. Dude, come on. Um, I will say, going off personal brand, you're saying how Chase is, you know, so fun to work with, right? Mm. If you can Gosh, show that, if episode. you can show that through your personal brand on social media, right, you know, maybe once you talk to them on a cold call, cold outreach, they take a look at your stuff like, oh, this guy is really fun to work Mm. with. Or they come across your page and they see that your work is good, but they see videos of you talking to camera or uh, just like like BTS content on set. And you're like, not only is his stuff good, But his—he seems like a fun guy to work with, and I want to go with him because this other guy—I don't know what he even looks like, what he
2: sounds like, what his name is. Why do people buy Ryan Surhan's homes that aren't even in the same country as Ryan Surhan? Because they might love his YouTube videos. They might really respect what he does. The dude's crazy. He gets up at like four in the morning and's working out. You're like. I want this guy to sell me this home. He's awesome. I love his work ethic. I'm in Abu Dhabi right now, and I'm not going to come to the United States. Ryan, tell me, sell me that. He literally has videos of that of people in other countries literally calling him, doing a little FaceTime call. The money's been wired. It's been sent because they want to buy it from him. And it can happen in our space. You see the people at the tip, tip, top of their game. Brands will throw money at them, dude, because mm. they're like, we want to work with this person. We just want to be tied to you. Right. You know. And if you build your brand big enough, brands will just come to you. And exactly. It's, it's the craziest thing in the world when a brand hits you up happened to me for the first time this year it was really cool it was really happy yeah clark's dude It was really sick they hit me up they wanted me to wear some shoes and i was like god if i just keep putting out awesome content more brands will see it i see you doing it i see other of our friends doing it and it's a beautiful thing when these brands just hit you up and they're like we want to be great brands want to be partnered with good products you know and good people that's all Hell
0: yeah, dude! it was so emphatic. I didn't really know where to come. I just wanted you to slam the gavel.
2: You guys are also going to come into what we call objections. Okay. That's when people, when you're on the phone with them and that you say your price or you say what it is that you do and they're gonna be like, we, we can't really pay that. Okay. And there's a lot of things that are going to pop up for you. I feel like I've handled a majority of them, but you want to turn some of their objectives into solutions if you can. Okay. What I mean by that is let's say they're like, Hey, you know, we don't want to post this stuff on social media. We you don't have time to do it it's like not a problem. Hey Mikey, we have a person here right. that works on my team that can totally take that over for you. It's an added fee, but I don't want you to have to stay up and waste your time doing that. That's why we have a person on our team that does it. So when they say these things, if you can frame them as solutions to their problems, you're gonna make a lot more money than just saying, we don't do that. We don't We don't right. have anybody that does social over here, right? Or, or for example, like we don't know TikTok. I actually have a lead TikTok strategist that works on my team. She's done X, Y, and Z for these brands. You're also providing social proof to things that your maybe your team has done or someone, maybe it's a freelancer that you work with. They don't even have to Great. work on your team. You could be a solo business owner, have this amazing list of editors and it's like, yeah, uh, Jeffrey just actually worked on this thing with for the Mandalorian or whatever right. last week. And this is the piece of content that he built from it. So handling these objections is going to be so important. But the big one that you're going to probably get is dedicated around price. So mm. if they come to you, Chase, they might say, yo, we don't have you know we don't have the budget to make something like this and Kosta's kind of touched on this a little bit earlier you can slash deliverables if you still want to work with the client right and we've we've all had to do this right they'll send you over hey we have we have 2500 bucks for this and they send you like the longest list of deliverables and as photos and iPhone it's like hey I really want to work with you guys for 2500 bucks here's what I would be willing to do is that something that would make sense for you guys I know I know it's slashing some of these deliverables but I really want to work on the project and you're not coming at it from a place place of like arrogance when you come at that when you come at them hot dude and you meet a bull on the other side of the phone they're just going to be like fuck off we don't want to work with this person right you want to come at them again from compassion empathy right i would say it's like a little it's funny there's a third part of the triangle which i
0: think there is important it's like how much you're getting paid how many deliverables they're asking for and then the other side of the triangle is how long and how much time do you have to do it, and when do they expect it? Because if they're Mm. like, okay, we have not that much money for, and we need these two deliverables for sure, and we only are going to give you a week to do it, it's like, well, fuck, dude, because you're not paying me very much, and I don't want to rush this week. But you're like, I've done this before where they're like, we don't have a lot of money. We need this video done. It's one, like, I can't change the deliverables. I'm like, just give me a month to do it, and I'll just like do it when I have a couple minutes here and there and then it'll be done. So then it feels worth it for me still. Like Absolutely. there's a third little way you can kind of wedge yourself in there to make it work for yourself.
1: The triangle is kind of similar to in school where it's like, okay, sleep, mm. good grades, partying. social, partying. Yep. partying. Yep. It's like, you can't have all three, you gotta pick one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and, you know, it's, what is <laughs> the, You gotta pick two. The saying is, what is it? It's sleep, no, yeah, sleep more than you study, study more than you party and party as much as you can.
2: Nice. Nice. There it is. I can't believe you just memorized that at the top of your head. Yeah, that dude, great. I think my
0: brother told me that going into college and uh, I never
2: forgot it. Okay. A lot of the time too, this is a big, a big one that I used to get all the time. It'd be the first time that I'd work with somebody and they would ask for a discount. Okay. So there's a few different ways. Some people do discount. I personally, when I started, I didn't discount because I heard a YouTube video by Christo and he said not to discount my work because they don't get to discount it for the first time that they work with you. If they're on a retainer with them, sure. Okay, you're guaranteed you're locking me in for 12K for the year. Sure, I'll, I'll, if you pay it up front, I'll give it to you for 10, right. 10K for the entire year if we're gonna do this, if you're gonna lock in with me for the year. But they the first time that they get to work with you, it's not an option of like, oh, hey, we get to just slash your costs in half. I fucking hate when they do that in the creative world. It makes right. me so mad. Because if I were to go to them for their service, what I like to do in this objection handling situation, there would be. Uh, I remember I did it for a fitness coach one time. I was working for this fitness coach, okay? And he hit me up and he's like, Yo, how much is this video gonna cost? I said, It's gonna be 200 bucks. Or, or no, I said 300 bucks. And he's like, I think it's only worth 100 bucks. And I was like, Okay, cool. I go, You know that coaching program that you do? I was like, How much is it? He's like, It's 550. I'm like, Dope. I think it's only worth 100 bucks. Right, right. And he was like, Sat there for a second thinking about it. He's like, "Touche. I'll pay that. Mo- I'll pay the money for the product." I was right. like, "Cool," because I was like, "I don't think your program's worth that much money." And then we kind of got back and forth into okay. it. It kind you you play it into their world so it makes sense, you know? Right. It's like, okay, so I, I got a hypothetical for you. I go, if someone new comes to your baseball compound facility and they want to work with you guys on a monthly basis, I go, what does it cost? They're like, 200 bucks for the month. Okay, cool. What if a mom came and said, 100 bucks? I was like, would you tell them to kick rocks? They're like, yes, because we're booked. I go, right. same here. I go, we're booked up over here. Right. Okay, so I want to do this for you guys, but it's going to have to cost this much for this first time. I was like, if we lock in for a retainer, I you don't have to do this, but you could potentially say, hey, I'll discount it if we lock in for a six month retainer on the topic of retainers though we talked about this and how to make 100k as a videographer but for a retainer it's really you want to test it first you want to do a test and learn project or just a test project do the one first see if they're absolutely batshit crazy or if you absolutely love to work with them and they don't annoy the shit out of you right once you've done the test project you can propose a three-month retainer you don't want to lock in immediately for the year which is what my big mistake was when i was starting i'd be like yo let's lock in for a year my buddy drew saved my ass thank god for drew and he was mm. like don't do that dude he's like you don't want to do this and you also don't know if they're crazy or not I'm like God, you're so right. And so then we did a test project, it sucked. I didn't do a great job on the video. We ended up not working together again. Thank God, it was great for both parties, but stuff like that can happen. So don't get trigger happy and say, yes, like let's put the pen to paper for six months. Cause you have no idea how they're gonna be. Once you do a few test projects with them, you'll understand if it's something that you wanna do long-term, if you wanna tour with them or whatever, right? Like even in the music world, you shoot a few shows. If your artist is rude to you, doesn't pay you on time, why would you wanna tour with them for like an extended period of time? totally absolutely not you know so those are big ones that i think that are important for you guys to think about
1: after all this is done you know you've hit a cold outreach you got them on the phone discovery call they're going to be like all right you know what like um we need a little bit of time to think about this but this sounds great i think this is something we can make happen right Mm. You got to follow up with them if they don't hit you back right away, and there's a little bit of a strategy um, to the follow up. So, Brian, why don't you hit us with the strategy for the follow up?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I think we, I think we hit them with an email, like a maybe potentially like five days after, if we haven't heard anything, and we had a verbal confirmation on the phone, like, hey, you know, you want to tell them this too when you're on the phone. Is it okay if I hit you guys back on Thursday? They will tell you yes or no. Oh, hey, we're slammed that week. It's our launch week. Do you think you could hit us up the next week? If you hit them up on like that Thursday and they don't respond to you and it goes over the weekend, maybe like on next Tuesday or Wednesday, hey, I just want to bump this to the top of your inbox and say, you know, see if you guys have had a chance to discuss it over with your team. Short, sweet, to the point, right off the bat.
1: There was one time when I was doing uh, gym social media stuff like back when I was just Like I just graduated college and I was looking to get like another retainer client because I did one gym and I was like, all right, I'm gonna outreach to all these gyms. I found one, I had a meeting, I went to go see the gym, made him a whole pitch deck and he seemed so like down. And then I followed up with him, nothing got ghosted. Followed up with him again, ghosted. Reached out to me back like a week or two later. Then I reached back to him, then he ghosted. Didn't end up working with him, which sucks because you got ghosted, And sometimes that's just like, it just happens. Yeah. yeah,
2: It just happens in our space. They need to hit us And because people are like,
0: they'll be worried. Maybe they're excited about it, but then they're like, ah, do I really want to spend that much money? Or like, ah, do I really need it? And people are flaky. And again, it's just why it's a numbers game.
2: Well, also too, you don't want to work with those people. Like you got to reframe your mindset too of like, oh. I had the same shit happen, dude. So many brands I would send cold emails to and then it would pop back. Oh, this is not even a real email anymore. Right. Damn. Okay. All right. We're back to the drawing board. We got to find someone else at the company. Um, But that's going to happen. And you don't even want to work with them anyways, because it's probably a reflection of what it would look like if you were to get paid by them. And they're
0: thinking the same fucking thing, dude. (laughs) Like if say they reach out to you and you're communicating and then you just don't talk to them for a week. And even though you're a good guy and you're going to make them good videos or photos, but they're thinking, ah, oh, that was weird. Is that kind of how it's going to be when we're working together? Maybe I don't want to work with this person. So it, it goes both ways. So Absolutely. just make sure to be like, Treat them how you want to be treated, dude. Golden rule.
2: Have clear, honest communication with them. I always, uh, I'll give just a random last note on this. When you're working with any client and there's deliverables involved and say there's multiple, it's not just like one video on this day, you should give them what's called a work back schedule. And it can literally be a calendar of the next three weeks. And it says like, on this day, we will give you V1. And then four days later, we need V2. And if we don't get V2, you could have it in your statement of work or in your contract. We'll say, we could be delayed if you don't adhere to the work back schedule right and then if they get buttered at you and they're like yo why is the video three days late it's like you just refer back to the statement of work it says in there that we have to be on time with the work back schedule and you guys were just three days late it's fine, though. We love you guys right. still, but that's why we're a few days late. Like waiting on feedback, or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, it's like cl- so crystal clear that neither party can fuck this up. Yep. And it's like, okay, this is exactly what I'm going to provide you. This is the amount of money that I'm going to provide you. This is when we want to get paid. Also, just leaving with net 30s bullshit. I'm just going to put it out there.
0: Oh, dude. Companies. Dude, God, I, why do we do I that? Dude, this is, again, random thought. Tell me. I fucking hound people, dude. If they're taking way too long. Like, if it's a week, you'll get an email every day until I get paid. And I bad doing that even if it's not 30 no no no, oh. no, no 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 like after i'll wait like 40 i'll wait like 45 days to start you're doing a great this great guy but after 40 i have like a calendar reminder and it's like oh you you're gonna get some emails text dude like because it sucks it sucks when it's you're ridiculous like, and you just want to check off that box like yeah. that is completely done totally and so hey yeah. like,
2: don't be doing that yeah dude. Dude, tell your clients, damn, god man. tell your clients <laughs> not to be doing it. take the mic off yeah. the stand dude. anyways
0: um yeah. Good podcast.
2: It's saying, dude, <laughs> Hey, Hey, if you want, if you guys want down below, the pricing guide is linked Huge. number number one. Okay. It's going to help you. It's going to condense a lot of this information down. It's going to be a lot more in depth too. You'll have another hour long video to go through. That's going to help you with really dying in the numbers for your business, whatever niche you're in. It's there's something in there for you. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 91 of the 505 podcast. Make sure to hit that like button, leave us a sub and we'll see you guys all next week. Peace.